Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you on a special night here in Philadelphia. We got a lot to get into tonight. We've got some great guests coming up, but we, we thought, you know what? Look, the Phillies had an amazing run here, and now this offseason is about to start like tomorrow. The offseason could start, and there's a, I mean, this is a significant offseason for the Phillies after what they accomplished getting to a World Series, and now the goal is to get back and win a championship. So let's look ahead tonight. We're going to have some great guests. Rue tomorrow will join the show later. John Heyman will give us what he's hearing out of the GM meetings. But we had to start with some voices that you heard a lot on WIP the last month. Some say too much. Yeah, some would say that. Uh, I mean, maybe some of our listeners right now would say that. But Jack Fritz, as you just heard, and James Seltzer, the High Hopes podcast, joining me for an off-season look ahead. And I guess one more goodbye to the 2022 Phillies. Jack, how we doing? I'm over it, I think. You're not. No, I'm not really. The fact that you started with that means you're not really. I mean, he pulled up with 70 pitches, Joe. Like, 70 pitches. Oh, they didn't hit for the last three games. I don't. Hitting schmitting is is how I say it. Um, But, yes, I'm doing okay. I'm a little disappointed in James' commitment to this and showing up. But uh, I guess it's okay. (laughs) James, how we doing? Yeah, it, uh, my wife is is has reached the end of her her willingness to let me go in and do shows and do pods and this. she, you know, it is what it is. We we've reached we've reached the end of that road. Yeah, I so, guess the this I guess the conversation with your spouse is different than like, hey, it's game four, I got to be there. Versus, hey, they might sign Trey Turner on Friday. They want to talk about it. Can I go back yeah, into work? It's different. Very different. Very very different. Especially with a four year old at home who is a very intense creature. Don't so, call yeah. me a four year old. Well, listen, I I appreciate you making time either way. So we have the High Hopes Hour, 215-592-9494, if you want to hop in here to talk over the next hour as we discuss um, what was and and what's coming up here. All right, let's just start with this. I I think this is where we have to start the baseline. Do you think what we saw over the last month is the new Phillies? I don't want to go to like the Doug Peterson, the new norm, but like, is this... Do we expect them to compete for a championship, to, to be in the, in the conversation, to be a, a playoff team, a team that goes far in the playoffs next year? Jack, I mean, they, they were not that until the end of September, and then for the last month they've been the second-best team in baseball. Do we now expect it? They had no idea how to win until October 15th, And 16th? now they're winners. And now they're, they're 100% lock winners. My biggest fear, Joe, is that they're the 0-1-6ers. You know, they, they get there. It was a magical run. No one will ever forget it, but they struggle to get back. Like, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think Bryce will get there again um, and, and all of that. And they're definitely going to add this offseason. But in, in, in a lot of ways, like 2008, they got the job done, but we would argue the 10 roster was better, the 11 roster was better. Like, I think they will have better rosters than this year's team. But to recreate what they did is just so hard. Like, I think that 100%, like, they could definitely be back. Everything would be great, all of that. But I think that what they created and the, the amount of fun and the amount of the connectivity that they had, that's so hard to recreate. So I think they're, they definitely established themselves as winners. But to expect them to just, oh, you know, snap of a finger, they're back in the World Series next year, that's going too far for me, especially when you look around the league. Like, the Mets are going to add this offseason. Aaron Judge might be a giant. Like, the, the Braves might get the Grom. I mean, like, the, there's there's a lot of good teams. The Padres get Fernando Tatis Jr. back next year. And a whole year of soda. The Cardinals have a, have a full year of Arenado, Goldschmidt, and whatever move. They they, they have a move to make this offseason, too, that could make them better. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's going to be, like, the NL is really, really good. And I think the Phils will be right in there. But to be sitting here and I heard a lot of this after they won or after they lost was like oh we'll be back next year I don't know if that's the case also every team that loses says that I mean that's that's the way it works but to your point I think Howard and I talked about it last night only three teams James in the last since the 80s have 
got back to the World Series the year after losing it and won it. The Astros obviously just did it. I think the 15 Royals and the 89 A's, like it's really hard. Doesn't mean they can't do it. James, do you, do you, are we, is this the new norm? Are the Phillies really good now? Yeah, Jack's such a fatalist about this. He used to be such a cockeyed optimist about the Phillies. Well, he doesn't know how to pivot off a World Series run. As soon as they get good, he's like, well, I don't know, guys. Well, bring me me Trey Turner, and maybe we'll have a different uh, discussion. Exactly. Look, baseball playoffs are chaos, right? You know, it's really hard to predict year to year what's going to happen. We just saw it this year again. The teams you all just mentioned all had a lot more wins than the Phillies in the regular season. The playoffs started. And all of a sudden, the Phillies went on a roll. So I get what Jack's saying. But I do think that learning how to win matters. And I do think that they're going to put themselves in a position to be able to make another run. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to add to the team. And look, I I think they have, you know, a a guy driving them in in Bryce Harper who is is going to be a maniac about getting back there. I think if, you know, I I would, it's, you know, obviously a bold statement to say, but I don't think there's another player in baseball who doesn't have a championship who wants one more. And, now that he's tasted it, like I think he's going to put pressure on ownership to add. I think he's going to, you know, put pressure on the team during the year to to consistently compete. And I, you know, I think it's a formula for success. But you know, look to Jack's point, it's hard to get back. We've only won one World Series in my lifetime. You know, it's not like I can say, oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna win multiple World Series. But I'm more optimistic than Jack in the sense that I do think they're going to be a really good baseball team, and I do think that this experience this year is not like, oh, they can never recreate that again. I think it's more, oh, now they know what it takes. Oh, they've been through it. And it's still a lot of the same group of guys coming back, so there's still a lot of that connectivity and that chemistry just built in. So I get the the concern, but I do think they're going to be right in the running for it. You know, it's just hard with baseball playoffs. I mean, the Dodgers win like 108 games yearly, and they like average 108 over the last like four years or whatever, and they, they only won once, you know? So it's... um. You know, it's hard, but I, I am confident that this group can get back and do it again. So what do they need? Like, that's that's the question now, because this offseason starts in a couple days. I mean, the GM meetings are going on right now. Jack, you already mentioned Trey Turner. I'm so not used to this, by the way. Well, like, we usually have a whole month to build yeah. up to this. It's like, oh, the season's over, and we got free agency in three days? Well, they had to decline options and pick up options, like, the day after it's all ended. Dude, I think the, I think the GM meetings were happening in the middle of the Astros parade. <laughs> did, their, did their GM even go? Like, he's, could well, he go to the parade? Isn't he getting fired? Yeah, maybe he can't go either way. Maybe yeah, he's getting he's, fired. All right, let's 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 talk about what they could do to, to make the team better. I, Jack, James said a lot of this is locked in. Like, they have yes. they don't have a lot of flexibility, but they do have some, and they have a good amount of money. I think about $70 million, they'll be under the luxury tax, or under where they were last year, so $60 million under the tax. They have 60 or $70 million, and the payroll's right where it was last year. So they could acquire three or four really good players, yep. maybe one great player, and then fill in from there. So, so what... what if they could get one, let's I'll put it this way. If they could add one thing, one position, one one spot, what do you want? I want Carlos Rodon. Like, so you I, want a starter? I want, you want Carl- a high end starter. I want Carlos Rodon. Uh, Dave Dombrowski is a is a is an aces guy. Like he's also a stars guy. I understand that, but he's, an but he's an also an aces mm-hmm. guy. And I think he's starting to have visions of building that 2014 Tigers rotation all over again, where he had five Cy, eventually five Cy Young winners on it. So if you go. If you go into next year, you know, I think a priority for them next year is going to make sure that Wheeler and Nola, they can skip some starts so that you're not just 
you know, relying on them every fifth day and getting them breathers because I think they're going to, you know, be have a little bit of tired arm next year. Aaron Ola pitched 230-some innings. Zach Wheeler, we know, was was getting tired by the end. So if you go into next year, you have Carlos Rodon, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, and Andrew Painter. I think that gives you a shot in any single playoff series. And I just want power arms. I want power strikeout arms. I think he has a relatively fresh arm, like given that he didn't really start breaking out until late into his career. Um, so I, I want Carlos Rodon. I, that's my guy. Bring him in, and let's have a dominant rotation. Yeah, he's only thrown 840 innings in his career. Uh, I mean, he's amazing last year. 288 ERA, James. He led the league in strikeouts per nine. Rodon is is a – I mean, he, he could win a Cy Young. He, he's that good. If they had that rotation, who's the five? Painter? Me. I, I, I mean, Ranger? Ranger's that, that, the four. So Painter is the five. Yeah. And he might end up being the best of all these guys. Correct. Yeah, that, that would be an amazing rotation. But there's some risks there. He's always hurt. For a little bit. At least it's not like detrimental injuries the last couple no, years. No, has He missed a couple starts, and then yeah. he'd come back. Yeah, the dead arm kind of stuff at Chicago. James, before we get to your guy or your your idea on, on what position upgrade, what do you think of Rodon? Well, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a top guy for me, too. I think starting pitcher is the, is the most important thing this team can do. We just saw it. I know, you know, though they didn't hit the last three games, and they didn't, but their bats – the bad offense was good enough to win the World Series. Like, if they didn't end up doing it, but the bats were good enough to win the World Series, the pitching crapped out on them at the end, too. And, and there were just didn't have enough guys you can count on, enough starters that you can count on to go to war with in playoff series. And look, when, when the, I mean, the reason the Astros won the World Series is as much to get, uh, you know, Javier's their five star or four starter, and, and Syndergaard was ours, you know. So, look, I think they have a lot of needs from a pitching perspective. I definitely want the bullpen to be bolstered as well. But I'm right with Jack. I mean, a guy like Rodon just changes the whole complexion of the rotation. You know, you could go out and sign a, a nice starter and you feel decent about it. But if you go out and get a guy like Rodon, I mean, you know, to, to the you know point we're talking about these other teams going up in playoff series against the Dodgers, against the Mets, against the Braves, whatever, you know, I think that's a guy who can make a difference for you. How much of this do we think hinges on how ready they think Painter is? Because if they like Jombrowski's done this, I mean he had he had Bonderman and those guys with the Tigers up at twenty years old, Beckett up at twenty years old, Porcello up at twenty years old. Jack, if they think Painter's ready to be good next year, I don't know if they're going to sign a star pitcher. But the same thing, like he just pitched a hundred innings for the first time. In I know. His life. So, but what's the max? One forty, one fifty. Yeah, like the, and, and at that point, then you're having remember the discussions of Stephen Strasburg. Oh, the shot that'll uh, go well here. Oh, everyone's gonna handle that. I think, <laughs> I think Angelo might sign a three year contract oh, extension if they start talking about shutting Andrew Painter down. James, can you imagine the morning show calls <laughs> yeah, for that when you guys are like, well, listen, oh, I mean, he's at one hundred twenty five. I know they're two up in the East, but we gotta shut him down. Yeah, he's twenty years old. He's ours <laughs> fresh, man. Yeah, uh, no. So like, listen, I. Andrew Painter, I think relying on him is a mistake. And I love Andrew Painter. I think he's going to be a Cy Young winner. I think, I think he, first off, he's the best Phillies prospect I've seen in my life. He reminds me of Verland. I think he's incredible. But like to, to rely on a 20-year-old who was pitching in freaking high school two years ago to, to be the anchor, to, to be the anchor on a potential World Series team is insane. So like even if it's not Rodon, like there's there's a bunch of guys out there like makes sense. You know, the Tyler Andersons of the world, which Dombrowski yep. tried to get a couple years ago. Um, there's 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 good fringe stars. Taewon Walker's a name. Like there's there's good guy Chris Bassett, whatever. Um, but I just think it would be a mistake to rely on Andrew Painter to come up and be like, you better pitch to a two five in your rookie year or you're a bust. James, what do you think on Painter? Yeah, and and again, even more so to the point you just, you know you made originally. Like we're talking about, this is not a team whose goal is to make the playoffs anymore. This is a team whose goal is to win the World Series. 
And Andrew Painter, as much as I'm, I am right there with, with you and Jai, I think this kid has a chance to be a legitimately special pitcher in Major League Baseball. And um, I think he's going to be great. But you just you can't ask that much of him this year, even just from an innings perspective. I mean, you need somebody like this. Even if you want to have him fresh for the playoffs, that means he's missing large portions of the season potentially. So, like, I, I just, I'm with Jack. Like, I, I I love Painter, and I wouldn't be shocked if he just comes up and is is awesome from the jump. But I think that it's a a risk to say, hey, kid, twenty year old kid, you know, you're you're a big part of our playoff rotation without you know without that experience. Yeah, and that, and I think that's the whole thing. Like their assessment of how good he could be, how much he could give that that'll change the entire outlook of this of this offseason. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We'll take some calls here. It's a high hopes hour on the evening show as we look ahead to the Phillies offseason. All right, let let's have the shortstop conversation because yes. it's it's the thing on everyone's mind. The Phillies declined the option on Gene Segura. Bryce is thought I'm sure could play a good second base, and I think he's fine at short, but he could play a good second base. I'm sure. So that leaves shortstop open, and there's stars out there. I mean, yeah. I this might be the I mean, a couple of years ago, there was one, uh, was it Simeon last year and Seager and Lind- Javi. Javi. Lindor got traded and then signed. This, Correa uh, was a part of it. Right, but then he took a weird three-year deal to come back in a free agency. But this one's the best. I mean, Trey Turner, Correa, Bogarts, Dansby. and Dansby Swanson. James, how do you rank these guys? Let's say the Phillies are in the market. The James Seltzer official shortstop power rankings. Who do you like and, and who would you put in kind of what order here? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I want Trey Turner, and I, I get that, you know, it's it's going to be expensive, but he just he, he fits the, the team perfectly. I mean, it's everything, the whole leadoff hitter thing, speed, you know, a guy who can come in and, and play great defense and, and is a great, a dynamic offensive player. I mean, if you put Trey Turner at the top of this lineup, you can move Schwarber down, you can, you know, kind of really – really attack this thing and, and really, you know, have potentially the best time in baseball if you add Trey Turner to it. I, I think I think Trey Turner is an absolute stud and I know it's gonna be expensive and he's not gonna be cheap, but you know, I would I would not complain if they signed Trey Turner. He would be my top choice of all of them, even including like in a in a price, you know, comparatively speaking. Like I would rather pay Trey Turner whatever absurd contract he's gonna get then pay Xander Bogarts $150 million or whatever. And I like Bogarts. Like, he would probably be second on my list. I think him and Correa are close. Correa, I think, you know, obviously a better defensive player than Bogarts. Bogarts, there are some questions about it. But, you know, I think he's good enough, and he's such a good hitter, such a smart hitter, um, such a good baseball player. Obviously, the Zimbrowski connection. Swanson would be, you know, last clearly for me. But, again, I think he's also going to be the cheapest. He's probably the best defensively. So, you know, him or Correa. So, um I don't know. You know, I, I think you, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. I think they're all – and look, Swanson's – you know, I hate to say it, but the dude's a winner. You know, he does feel like a dude who just – who makes his team better. So uh, – but I think comparative to the money, I, I think I would rather pay up for the top-end guys than, than Swanson. So Jack, he, yeah. I, I would go Correa, Bogarts uh, – excuse me. Uh, I would go Turner, Bogarts, Correa – Swanson, but Turner is a, a clear one with like an asterisk. Yeah, I think there's a clear one and a clear four. I have Swanson at the bottom. Like I like Swanson, but he, you know he's he's the clear four. Jack, the reason I like Turner the best is last five years he leads shortstops in stolen bases and, and infield hits. Those things are coming back now with the shift out. They're they're hot. They're hot. I mean, like the things he does should age well with the way they're changing the game. Like he's really good. Yeah, and the one thing about Bogarts is you know I guess some AL uh, scout said that when the shift goes away, like he's not going to be able to poke the ball through the, the opposite way and get a, a dicky base right. that way. Um, 
I disagree with James. Like I, I'm not paying two hundred ninety-five million dollars just to get Trey Turner here. Like, and that takes me out of the running for almost every other free agent that they need. Like, I think this team needs at least a starter, if not two, another bullpen piece or two. And I think you can oh, also I think they need two bullpen pieces. You can, you can also make a trade. I hate. Yeah. I'm so out on like signing bullpen pieces anymore. Like Corey can able burn me from that because I was like that guy's nasty, and then he comes here and he's terrible. You're saying the Phillies' recent history of signing relievers has has, has <laughs> burned you a little bit? Yeah, we we let freaking Hector Neris go for Jerry's Familia, same exact contract, and he came back and he's the for the World Series. But Tommy Hunter, David Roberts, there's oh, been a lot the a, last you, five years. I mean, you could go. You could just write a book. You could write a whole chapter on the players they've signed uh, relievers. But, you know, for me, if I'm power ranking, like, obviously Turner's the best, and I would be ecstatic if they got him, would die, whatever. But I want to get Xander Bogarts, and then I want to be able to add in around him. You know, I want to get Xander. I think he's a great leader. I think he's a perfect two-hole hitter. Dombrowski guy. Nebraska guy, a winner, which is important now. Like all these guys want his winners, and I don't think he's going to age poorly. Like I don't think he's going to stay at shortstop forever. I think he stays there for maybe two more years, and then he becomes like third base or second base or whatever. But you're pay- you're essentially replacing Gene Segura with Xander Bogarts, and Xander Bogarts is what you wanted Gene Segura to be, right. which is like a 300 hitter. So um, the power hasn't been the same, but I think this is probably a better ballpark from some sans- some some standpoint. So. Uh, I'm a Bogarts guy. I think he brings a lot of intangibles, a lot of things this team needs. And I just want to add more pieces rather than just one. Well, and, and they could do that with Bogarts. James, that, that's probably part of the, the big part of the equation here is not just who's better. It's, it's how much this whole thing costs. And none of these guys are young. I mean, Correa is the, the youngest by two years, 28. But it always does have to factor in, like, we're talking about shortstops that are approaching the age of 30. Like, that's, that's a long-term worry if they give these guys seven, eight years. Yeah, it is a concern, but at the same time, look, we saw John Middleton go over the luxury tax for the first time last year, and obviously Cassianos wasn't great, but they went to the playoffs. They went to the World Series. Like, don't be afraid to spend. I actually think this is a spot where Middleton could sign Trey Turner and sign other guys. Like, I wouldn't advocate only adding Turner. I agree they have other needs, other pieces to fill. But again, like, Middleton has a, a moment here. You know, the entire town is back in on the Phillies, like that, like immediately. Everyone is just in, and everyone is phillied up, and we saw what that ballpark was like, and we saw the insane amounts that all those tickets were going for and all that. People are excited about the Phillies. Like, grab it, man. Capitalize on it. Don't be afraid to spend. You've got Steve freaking Cohen in your division, like a maniac who has no problem going, like, you know, four tiers over the luxury tax or wherever the hell he is. Like, Sorry, pal. Suck it up. It's time to spend more. I, I really feel that way. Like, grab hold of this moment. This group, this great. Even Harper said at the end of the season, right? Harper's like, yeah, it's going to be the same team with a couple pieces. Our guy, Dave Dombrowski, he wants to win. We know John Middleton wants to win. Like, he's even like, be like, go out and spend money. Because, look, you know, the only thing that you can do in your control outside of, you know, follow the parameters of the rules is you can go over the luxury tax. You can spend more. It is one of the features of the sport. You can't do it in other sports. You could do it in this sport, and you have an opportunity right now to really make the Phillies something special like it was in 07 to 11 and, and have a run here. Like, don't be cheap. And I'm not that he hasn't been in the past. I'm not saying he's cheap, but, like, this is an opportunity. This is a spot where – me signing Carlos or me signing Trey Turner isn't going to stop me from also adding other guys. Yeah, and let's not forget uh, Bryce Harper has also said Trey Turner's his favorite player to watch in baseball. Mm-hmm. So that that's out there too. Bob in Lower Pottsgrove. Hey, Bob. Yeah, good evening, Joe. J- 
Jack and James. Hey, Bob, uh, what's up? Bobby! Bobby! Yes, Uh, thanks, James, for always being uh, so nice to me. Hold on, I'm nice to you too, Bob. I mean, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, you are, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, but you, you... yeah, but anyway, you're not as Joe, nice as me. Jack. Yeah, it's pretty Everyone clear who he likes I mean, better. I've heard, I've heard callers the whole the oh James, the nicest guy I talked to behind the scenes. I got a job to do back there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Been a nice anyway, guy, uh, pretty clear who he likes better. I mean, this is obvious. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead Bob. because some hosts I don't even like talking to them. Who? But anyway, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, Joe. Uh, as you remember, I haven't called since I mentioned that the Phillies were at least as good as the Padres. I remember that and, call, yeah. Uh, right. And around that time, because I remember when Nola signed his contract, it was $45 million for four years or $56 million for five years because the buyout was $2 million and it was supposed to be $13 million. The other day I heard $16 million. And you, you, in fact, mentioned $13 million. You have to pick up the option. Of so how did it go from $13 million to $16 million? I have to look I at that. I think it's $18 million. Yeah. I think it ended up at $18 million. But Yeah, but, uh, Joe, don't you remember? So it's 16. Remember. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. 16. Bob, it's 16 yeah. is the number. I'm not sure if there was anything. Yeah, but no, no. When we talked three, four weeks ago, you said thirteen million. I may have and made a mistake then, Bob. It may, it may, He's an idiot. It's Bob. probably my mistake. Very wait, dumb. wait a second. That's exactly the way I remembered it. The details that were released when he signed the contract at that time it was thirteen million. So I don't know how it got to sixteen million. And Joe, you even mentioned. So you know, million. I think I think I know where we're at, and Bob. And, and Bob, we appreciate the phone call. Now we got the the contract math out there. <laughs> glad we got. I think glad we got I, to the bottom. I of think that. the opt out. The opt out is about four million. So maybe he was guaranteed about thirteen. This for this extra year, because no matter what, if they kept him or not, he's back. That's all that we well, matters. And he could be back for more than just next next year. I mean, there's a lot of talk about an extension for Aaron Nola. What would that look like? Five one hundred. I mean, I, th- I think that's fair. I'd rather do 360. 360. He's not taking that. Three on, on top of what he has. That's four more years. Yeah, but he's not going to. Uh, do you I, think he takes Do you think he takes $20 million a year for the next three years? I probably not, but don't you worry. I mean, he's had a lot of innings on his arm. He does have a lot At of innings. At some on his point, arm. that's going to give out. Okay. So uh, you're letting Aaron Nola walk. I didn't. No, I want him back next year. Want to get another pitcher to help him out. All right, 215-592-9494. It is the High Hopes Hour on the Evening Show. Jack Fritz, James Seltzer in. We'll take your calls, and it's time to address the elephant in the room on the other side. We have to have the Reese Hoskins conversation. We have to do it. The Reese Hoskins conversation. Should he be back? Should he not? And what are options at first base if they move on? The High Hopes Hour right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP, a special High Hopes Hour as we look forward to the Phillies offseason. Jack Fritz, James Seltzer in. All right, let's uh, address the elephant in the room before we talk to anybody else here. James is not here. I agree. That is the elephant. It is an Well, it's an elephant for you. Yeah. Jack is not over it yet. Um, I mean, it's not like you had to come back. Hold on, man. You I've were been here. all day back there. No, but there. you were here. You, you walked 10 feet over here. That took a lot of work. And James has been done since, since two. I know. Soon he'll be done at 10. That's right. Is he going to come back for this next year? Uh, I doubt it. But or is he going to be a me guy? Well, here's what I know. Anytime we do these in the future, I, I would imagine you guys need James will need the earlier part of the evening. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. You can't. I mean, you can't spell James without an me. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's true. <laughs> Technically, that that's dead on. All right, let's have the conversation that that it has to happen. I'm sure the Phillies are having it. James, the the Reese Hoskins conversation. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to trade Reese Hoskins, and and I'm not sure what the return is. He's a very difficult player to forecast what you could get back. I, but I do think there's plenty of teams out there that that could take 30 home runs. I take a guy that walks. Like he would have some value, just to be a matter of how high end of a pitcher or another position player you get back. I'm not sure the return, but just baseline. Do you want Reese Hoskins as the Phillies' first baseman next year? Um. So, like, in a vacuum, I'm fine with him not being the first baseman next year. I can't say I want him as the first baseman next year, but it is all relative. And and to your point, I do need to know what I'm getting back from. I also need to know what the plan is, you know, without him here. You know, it's so easy. Everyone's like, oh, just put Kyle Schwarber there. Kyle Schwarber is is worse than Reese Hoskins. He's the worst defensive first baseman than Reese Hoskins. You know, uh, Alec Bohm, I actually, I think Alec Bohm's my third baseman. I feel pretty good with his development this year and what he can be there. You know, and, and he doesn't really have a lot of power from first base, too, you know, which is an issue from a lineup construction perspective. Like, I just, you know, and I, Derek Hall is absolutely not the answer. Like, without a doubt, he is not an everyday starting first baseman, in my opinion. So, like, I get it. I'm fine moving on from Reese Hoskins. I don't need to see him here anymore. I'm, I'm, I get it. But it's also, you know, what's my plan then? You know, what am I doing? So, you know, if they have a good plan for how they're going to fill the first base position and can move Hoskins for something that, that is a value that can help this team, whether it's a, a really good bullpen piece or, you know, a guy who can be you a know, starter potentially or something like that, like, I'm fine with it. I just, there, there, it can't just be yes or no with Hoskins because there's so much more that has to happen for, if that move happens. How about Anthony Rizzo, a free sure. agent? Yes. That's a great idea. I would be, I would, uh, yes, I would much rather have Anthony Rizzo as my first baseman than Reese Hoskins, without a doubt. Jack, where are you on the Reese conversation? This, it feels like it, it just gets stronger. Like, Every this is year. the one. This is the, but this is the one that's the strongest because he's had such highs and lows in the biggest spots. Yeah, and they don't make the World Series without him. I mean, it's, it's pretty as simple as that. I mean, if he doesn't have the home run in game three against the Braves, doesn't have the two home run game Wait, against the Padres. He had a great NLCS. Yeah, and they just stopped hitting in the World Series. They also may have won the World Series if he was not the first baseman. Yeah, maybe. Um, I would definitely take Rizzo. 100%. Like, I think he's another, you know, a winning type player. And they play similar, I mean, similar offensive numbers. Mm-hmm. He won't have the 30 homers. Yeah, the average hasn't been great the last couple of years. But I love watching that guy play defense. You know, I think he's awesome defensively. Four-time and, gold glover. Yeah, so that, that'd be refreshing to see. Uh, but I'm also not giving Reese away. Like, I am... I am perfectly fine if Reese is back next year, and if you get like Xander Zand- to pitch or you know be the two hole hitter, and then Reese just moves down the lineup, and then maybe you actually do have better protection for Bryce. I'm not just giving him away, um, but I-, I also understand the-, the frustration. I think that his his defense is definitely a concern. My one thing is, you know, we talk about the free agent class, talk about this, talk about that. You know, what if they do get into the Rafael Devers market and the and the Red Sox don't want to pay him, they can't come to a contract extension, whatever, then you get Devers for third and then you get Bohm for first and then you can move on from Reese that way. Yeah. Like like there there could be a trade here that could just force their hand and be like, all right, well, we got to get rid of Reese now because we can't afford all these guys. That's the one I'm looking at and eyeing up as a possible di- – I'm, I'm waiting for the big Dave Dombrowski trade. We haven't really gotten it yet. What's his biggest trade? Marsh. Marsh, yeah, for Ohapi, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, and that's going to take years to kind of see how good it is. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know, this is the time. I mean, he has the – like, I would be pretty shocked if Abel's here next year. 
Like it's, it seems like the right time to trade him. You, you it's, it's kind of unfair to think that Griff, him, and like Painter are going to create the next '90s Braves. You know, like they're probably going to move one of those guys. Who were the Phillies guys about 12 years ago? Oh, uh, T- uh, Cozart yes. and uh, T- Trevor May, Tyler something, uh, Tyler Kolak. Was that his name? What was it? Was no. name James? The young I Phillies pitcher. Yeah. They were the I baby aces, they called them, like, after the wave of, like, Lee Halliday and Hamels. Well, I know Pettibone was there. Yeah, Jonathan yeah, Pettibone. Yeah, was there. Yeah, but I, was he one of those guys? I think he was on the, he was the Joe Blanton of the uh, of the yeah, baby aces. Right, Tyler Cloyd, right. was that his name? Cloyd? Tyler he was, Cloyd, but No, but he, yes. was, he was definitely, there was no way that, I threw as hard as Tyler Cloyd. He's a minor <laughs> leaguer. I know, but they were all in that double-A rotation. Whatever. You're right. It is hard to imagine all three of those like guys. It was like Cosart. It was Cosart. It was Trevor May. It was Pettibone. Trevor May was definitely in there, yeah. Yeah. And now he's a relief pitcher for the Mets. Yeah, there was one other guy they were forgetting. But yes, the baby aces. Like, like these guys are way better than them. Like, I think Abel's obviously really good. It just, it, it seems like it, it, it lines up for the Phillies' timetable for them to trade him this offseason. It could. But here, here's the thing on Reese. Aren't we nearing the end either way? I mean, he, James, he has one year left in his contract. I just yeah. don't see it with this roster as we move forward how they, I don't see them re-signing him. So this feels like he's either back for next year and then everyone says goodbye or, or they move him. Which makes sense. Why wouldn't you move him then, right? Especially, and that there's something else with Rizzo, too, to think about, and it's something to think about in a more macro sense that we haven't really talked about much because the season just kind of ended. We haven't really thought about next season, but, but the shift goes away next year. You know, Rizzo's a pull hitter. Maybe the average is a little bit better. There are certain guys you can look at who maybe you look at a certain way over the last few years of baseball who maybe have you know, maybe 5%, 10% more value or something like that because of, of the new rules. You mentioned it with Turner, but that's also going to impact these dead bull hitter type guys. And, and I know that, that Reese, he's entering in the last year's contract, but the priority for next year still has to be next year being a World Series team. Like They, right. can't, they can't like mess around with first base. Like you are giving up 30 homers and a, and a, and a, a key member of the team. It's yeah. like he's not a free agent. Like you don't have to get rid of him. No, but if all right, but if they land a star shortstop, they're going to add. What, how many homers did Segura hit this year? Like five. Yeah, I have no idea. So I so they're probably going to add twenty or so at short. You know, in the middle infield, they didn't have. Like I think they could make up for it. And and also, I mean, do we expect Nick Castellanos to be as bad next year? I think he had twelve home runs. So no, I would be better. Well, he if he's not, well, if he's not. We have a problem. Yeah. Well, also, Anthony Rizzo had 32 home runs this year. I just looked it up just to make sure. 32. It's not like it's like... Yeah, you know, he's Rizzo playing in a band box up there. All right, I let's know, say it's 20, 20 here. 22. <laughs> but still, it's not as big a drop, you yeah. know, as, as implied of like, oh, you, where's your power go? You know? They wouldn't go from 33 to zero. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, I think they'll hit for enough power. Let, let's talk to Ron and Monk, a, a long a guy that wanted to move on from Reese Hoskins. Ron, how you doing tonight? Ron! Oh my God! I got a triple threat in there. Oh, it's so we're so smart, Ron. We're so all smart. All three of my guys. One grenade. I'm going to take care of this. Or we're, we're in different spots. Actually, you wouldn't all know. Right, James so, is not here. But, so first of all, let me start with this. Yeah, go ahead, Ron. Yo, Selter, congratulations, brother. Thanks, Ron. You're the uh, best. Hasn't, hasn't the grace period run out on the congratulations? Is I it mean, like New Year's? You get a week well, or I mean, two? What, a week and a half, two weeks. Well, he bumped up to the 6 a.m. I so know. I'm just kidding. Now he can afford another child. Okay. <laughs> no pressure, kiddo. Yeah, he has got a sibling. Okay. So, uh, 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 a gigolo. Yes, Ron. <laughs> so, listen. Listen. He, he, we keep talking about this, this uh, uh, Selter thing. 
Or not not seltzer. Hossie. Hossie. Right. We're not, we're not trading seltzer. Hossie. We're, we're trading Hossie. The Hossie thing, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we got to make a move. He has no – he has total value right now. Total value. Okay? And I would go with uh, – what's his name? The kid from Boston? You want Bogarts. Well, look at the money. Well, he's going to yeah, he'll get less. He'll get less than Turner, um, and probably less than Correa too, because Correa's the youngest of this bunch. I, I mean, I, Ron, I like Bogarts. That guy can hit. Yeah, and the thing of it is, is that you got other, you have other uh, uh, positions and everything else. They uh, other needs. You know what I mean? How many DHs can you have on one team, guys? Well, they almost won the World Series with like five of them, Ron. So. Well, you look, man. You, Joe, you could say that, but guess what? They were they were never going to beat Houston. Well, yeah, you're, you're probably right, and, and the and the better team won, right? And I do think they have to get more better defensively and more athletic. I, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, so I mean, they got to take look. They've put themselves in this world, free agency. You guys sit here and talk all night long about this one, that one, this, and guess what? They're not Phillies. They're not system guys. So what you're talking about all night long is the problem. Well, I mean, Who are we going to get next? Who is going to get the next $200 million? Well, Ron, to be fair, they just they dollars. just got to game six of the World dollars. Series doing Who's it this gonna way. Who's going to get it? Well, they're not a bad because team, Ron, doing it this way. No, you cannot do it. Joe, you know this. You can't do it this way. Well, what else do you want them to do? Not try to get better? No, that listen, listen. This goes way back. Me and you've talked this talked about this a, a hundred times. You know, it, the bottom line is when they got Golden Boy at 3:30, that was the trajectory because they had nothing in the back end. The problem is is it's got it's got to stay this way. And now that they got here, okay? They got to continue. Well, and you're they, right, you know, I mean, Ron. You're right about that. I mean, Jack, they're on this track now. They can't stop spending. No, that's and, his point. And, and John Middleton got a taste. I mean, that's yeah. the reality. Middleton got a taste. Dabrowski's like, all right, I'm now it's showtime. And 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 the reality is that the city got a taste. Yeah. I mean, this city. James mentioned it earlier. Like, you got to capitalize on this. You know, it's it's a lot like the Cliff Lee offseason, You know, where in in 2011, where they lost in 2010, and they came right. back with a vengeance. They signed Cliff Lee, and bang, you know, they had the four aces. They they lost, and everything went to crap after it. But like that, that's what like every year they kind of made an upgrade. I mean, they went from a bon- they went from Burrell to a Banyas. They went. Um, well, they, they, got they, got, they got Holiday. They they Lee. They, you, you always continue to take steps forward, and. John Middleton knows that these these windows don't stay open forever, so you you have to take advantage of it now. Yeah, and James, I I, I mean, I think Ron's point is this is not sustainable for like they're not going to have to be right. And they're not going to become the Dodgers or Yankees and have twenty five straight years of winning baseball. But like they're in the moment of this, they just they got to keep going. Yeah, they don't have any choice. It is what it is. And look, they are starting to draft and develop better. I mean, we just talked about you know potentially the best pitching prospect of our lifetime factoring into next season's team. You know, they are starting to get better at that and I do think that's something that you know one of the things we talked a lot about by high hopes pod on the high hopes pod with Dombrowski is you know it's not just the, the on the field stuff I actually think that you know obviously until they made a world series run I think the more impressive stuff Dombrowski has done is is building up the other side like the organization building up the 
you know, bringing in Preston Mattingly and Ani and, you know, putting, you know, infrastructure in that, that is going to help this team be, be sustainable, you know, to make this something where this, yes, right now, because of the situation the team put themselves in, from Andy McPhail to Matt Klintag to Middleton to all this stuff they did, they were in it, and, and years and years of not drafting and developing well, you found yourself in a situation where, yes, the only way you can win is to spend a bunch of money. It is what it is. You're there. That's the situation you're in. But you can also start to focus on doing that other stuff better and, and having guys that you can bring up and guys you can trade for assets and guys who do become part of your, your team moving forward and can you know sustain you for a long period of time. So Ron's absolutely right. But right now, like it is what it is. They, they are where they are, and, and they, the only choice they have is to keep spending. Yeah, and they also have they had three players in their everyday lineup that are really young. I mean, Stott and and Bohm and Marsh are really young players that should be around well, for a while. And also, real one more thing too, like they should spend. They are a baseball team in a top five market. Like you should spend. All teams should spend more than they do. There's nothing worse in the sport than these teams, like the Pirates and and the A's and these teams that make tons and tons of money from revenue sharing and all this stuff and don't put it back into their baseball team. Like, you should spend. You should always spend if you're the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies. Every freaking year you should be spending money because you make money. So, you know, regardless of the situation there. Yeah, I mean, we just screamed for years then to pay the tax. They finally did it. I went to the World Series. So Listen, they, they just, all I had to do was listen. How's that for results? Mike is in Gilbertsville talking about Reese. What's up, Mike? Oh, hey, uh... Hey, Mike. Sorry about that. I'd take y'all speaker. Um, hey, I had a thought on uh, what to do with the Hoskins situation here. What do you yep. think? All right. Here, here's what I'm thinking, and, uh, you know, humor me here. Ca- Nick Nick Castellanos used to be a third baseman, right? Uh-oh. Yes. Right? Yes, he was. I know. I know. So here's what, here's my thought. If you put him at first base, there could he, he could be worse than Reese. But he might not be, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> what a good strategy. I, I, I love, love that line. He might, he could That's be worse, but line. but probably not. But, but, there, but there's a chance he won't be, right? And now you open yeah. up the outfield spot to sign that Japan pitcher, or not pitcher, outfielder that uh, that likes uh, Harper. He's like the guy yeah, that loves Harper. Harper. Yeah. yeah. So now you got him, and then you sign Turner, right? So now you got two guys at that top of the lineup, that one and two, and uh, I. I, I Hey, it's worth the idea of floating out there, isn't it? It's not insane. I doubt they're going to do it, Mike. We appreciate it. What it's, do you What do you think about? How about this? What if they put Hoskins in left, and then you put Schwarber <laughs> back in first base and see how that goes? Do you think that'd yeah. be a, a good a good plan? It actually would make everything worse. It would. Look, look. Ultimately, though, like it is okay to try and you know test guys out of things and see what guys can do. Like I do think versatility is an important thing. In, in where baseball is and where it's heading. So, like, I know we joke about it, but, like, you know, I mean, Nick Castellanos isn't a good outfielder. I know he made some plays, you know. Put a first baseman glove on him. See what he can do out there. At least you, you set yourself up with some options, potentially. Just like we always planned. He had more moments in the field in the postseason <laughs> than he did at the play. <laughs> $100 million for a couple catches in the outfield. That's, and the other thing, so um, he brought up moving, you know, moving Bryce around or, or you know, having, opening up right field for Bryce. That's a big part of this offseason. Isn't yeah. it like doesn't that kind of impact how they make moves here? I mean, how long is Bryce Harper going to miss next season, and when can he get back in right field? That it, it feels like that's the first shoe that drops here. Yeah, and uh, there's an article about I guess what the other day like they're going to know soon what the plan is. Yeah, an MRI's coming. 
My only thing is is that I, I just hope that Bryce – listen, I think the World Baseball Classic is going to be fun, but I don't want that to be priority number one for him. No. Like, like, it better not be. It better not. Like, we, we have a World just, Series to possibly no win next year. No in the World year. Baseball Classic, Bryce. No. <laughs> Wait, you're, you're shutting it down? Yeah. All right, listen. I'm 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 mostly with you. I just don't I don't want that to be the the number one priority. Like the Phillies still have to be the number one priority. They're the one paying you the yeah. big contract. Like I'm sorry that that you were injured and whatnot, but um, like we we need you for a, a hopefully a long playoff run next year. And the team is just way better when they like they signed Castellanos to be the DH. So you know hopefully that Bryce can get back to the right field as soon as possible. Well, and James, it gives the Phillies flexibility. Like let, let's say Castellanos stinks again, I, and I tend to agree with you. He'll be better next year. But like if he's the DH and stinks, you could put someone else in a DH. Right? You could anyone on your bench could be the DH tonight. If Bryce has to be the DH, you have to put Castellanos in the outfield every day. Yeah, and and it is nice to have flexibility with that DH thing too. You know, the idea that you can put because Bryce is if Bryce is healthy, he's in the lineup no matter what every freaking day. And if you can only put him in the DH spot, it really clogs up the lineup. And um, yeah, I, I think that you know, the, the Bryce Harper elbow thing is is the most under talked about big story with the Phillies right now heading into next season. Yeah, I feel like it's it's going to be the number one thing, and we'll find out coming up maybe in a couple of days if he's going to have a surgery and what kind of surgery he has to have. If he does have surgery, maybe May he's back? Probably May. He mentioned Otani, and I think Otani had surgery. Now, he's also a pitcher too, but he had surgery in October and was hitting by May, so it's November. Maybe he hits by late May, June. Yeah, and the, the thing you always worry about, I mean, like Didi came back from the – yeah, he didn't hit anymore. <laughs> he couldn't hit it for power anymore. He's, Bryce will be fine. It's just uh, I need him back in right field for the the, the construct of the team. Yeah, and, and James, I, I would think – I mean, they showed this year they could get through if he misses a month of the season or whatever rehabbing, but I, I would imagine the priority is to get this done ASAP so he's back ASAP. Oh, yeah, you have to get it done. Uh, you just do it immediately. If, I mean, if it has to be done, look, we don't know, and I know there's that PJ Light surgery that they talk about now too is the you know less aggressive version which maybe you could get back even sooner with that when we don't we got to see what the actual situation is but i would think that if he needs some sort of procedure they will do it immediately and take the hit at the early portion of the season if they have yeah my biggest my biggest fear is that and it's starting we're already starting to sound like it It sounds like the sir anthony thing all over again they don't know what to do. They wait. Right. And rehab. All wait. of a sudden, two and a half. Not this won't happen because there wasn't a pandemic involved. But like two and a half years later, he couldn't get. It was the first time he's back on the mound. Like I would rather, you know, bite the bullet. He, he misses the first month, at least on the field wise. Misses the first month, and then it's good to go for the stretch run rather than like trying to get cute with this thing. Yeah. And and hope that he can play right field. Yeah, that would be bad. All right, let's end with this. Have you guys thought about how the podcast has to change now? Why? Well, I mean, like, you guys, when was the year to start? 2018? 2017. 2017. All right, so the whole, from my listening (laughs) and knowing you guys, like, the whole thing was like, you just want the Phillies to be good, right? You just want to make the playoffs. Are you guys feeling the pressure now? Like, now you got to talk about a team with World Series expectations. I know, and, like, more listeners that aren't going to totally get get the bits. People jumped in on this. Yeah. um, Can you handle the bright lights? Well, and also... Sold out crowds. Also, Seltzer's going to the morning show, so you got to figure out a new recording schedule. I'm sure he's going to... I mean, he apparently has a little podcast with Elliot that I guess he does, too, you know? (laughs) I've heard about it, yeah. It's really cute. Um... (laughs) Uh, I think it's called Go Birds, which is also an adorable name. But, um, yeah, we're going to have to figure it out, man. Like, it's sort of like the rights of Ricky Sanchez and the process is over. Like, mm. having to talk about an actually good Sixers team rather than, like, Jakar Sampson and, and, and whatnot. And, right, so, that's not how they built it. It's, right. It's different. No, it's big. But at the same time, like, 
I listen, the, the the Phillies what they did this postseason like could have made James or I any happier. So the fact that we're talking about actually good baseball and hopefully not just like, oh, they're probably not going to make the playoffs again and they're collapsing in September again, cannot wait. I don't think you'll find more uh, bright light players than James and I. So, James, more pressure you're feeling, a, a Phillies team with expectations or moving to the morning show? Yep. Yeah, well, obviously. I mean, I hope, of course. <laughs> well, mean, what, what, hold on. Well, what about, what about a possible Super, run, Super Bowl run with the Eagles and go Birds? Yeah, that, that you got a lot. Too. I mean, you got to yeah. handle the pressure of an undefeated Eagles team. You got to <laughs> yeah. talk about them in that kind yeah. of sense. That's good. Yeah. Here's the thing: I'm ready for it all. All right, this, this is what I live for. And and honestly, to Jack's point, I mean, th- like we never wanted the podcast to be about a team that sucked for years. <laughs> like it was not like, hey, it'd be really fun to talk about this crappy team that sucks <laughs> the soul out of our bodies on a nightly basis. Like, that was never the, the goal. The goal was to talk about a good team. I can't freaking wait. I don't ever want the podcast to go back to that. On to bigger and better well, things. Well, the only issue, uh, Gilio and, and James, as I go inside my brain here, is I'm not sure how excited our new listeners are going to be be about me talking about draft prospects. Oh, uh, no. And, uh, but that's, that's, the state, that's the backbone of this podcast is draft and, and, you know, front office minor moves and, like, minor league hitting coordinators. Yeah, but, like, when they sign Trey Turner and their over-unders 93 wins, <laughs> no one's going to care about this. Yeah, right, dude. I'm already breaking down, breaking down draft prospects last night. Oh, no, that's as if, like, the, us doing it with the Eagles now. Like, they're undefeated. You can't do that. I no, but we also got to get back to our roots. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. Hope we, I, hope, I hope we don't change. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I hope I know, people don't I'll look be, at I'll it. be looking and, and listening. Yeah, you'll sure. be our monitor. Yes. Yep. All right, listen, I appreciate you guys hopping on. James, thank you, and uh, we'll talk soon, and we'll be listening. Next episode is soon? This one. This yeah. one. This well, is, yeah. This is the next podcast. I gave you a free, free podcast. Next week. We'll be back next week. Yeah, well, sure. so next week we're doing, like, a general pod. And then it's perfect offseason pod, which is yeah, buddy. something I can't wait. That's for. one of the best ones. Yeah. It's 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 a heavily down. Yeah, this is like a this is like a tease for the perfect offseason. All right, James, thank you, Jack. I appreciate you hopping in. High Hopes Podcast. Go download it. Uh, they promise they won't change. We got a lot to talk about coming up right right next uh, here next on Sports Radio 94 WIP.